0: Hello, happy solstice, happy yule, happy deep winter, and also happy birthday to the Firefly Creatrix. Today, the 22nd of December 2023, marks exactly one year since I launched the new website for the Firefly Creatrix, which showcases my work in a different way than I've ever shared before. Um, and also the day that I launched the Moon Phase Goddess cards, which I spent six months six moon cycles in 2022 drawing and they have taken me they took me on a journey in the drawing process and they've taken me on a journey since then as I've been sharing them out in the world and interacting with all of you um hearing different people's feedback with them and likewise with the Firefly Creatrix this podcast wasn't even on the horizon this time last year it was in January 2023 that that you know the impetus to actually create and just um yeah organically start it it was a real kind of decisive moment and it happened very quickly and so I wanted to just drop this little bonus episode between seasons um we have as you know if you've been listening finished the second season of conversations which was so so nourishing so many reflection points so many parts of the conversations that have kind of echoed through time since I've had them and continue to do so. Um, And I guess part of what I want to share and say today is just um, a recognition of the, the, the grandeur, almost the, the huge, the hugeness of what this this podcast and this format, this long form conversation format has given me and has gifted me through this process. Um, And like I say, I I want, initially I wanted um, the podcast to be another way for people to interact with me and for me to share my feelings and experiences and my journey in a different way that, that people who enjoy podcasts might enjoy listening to. Um, and honestly, I had not anticipated the impact it was going to have on me personally in terms of the richness of the conversations and what I would personally take away from them. And I've heard, you know, other, other kind of more public eye, let's say, uh, podcasters say that, say that about their experience of podcasting that they take so much from it and they, and the conversations that they have are kind of guided almost by what they want to know and what, what they want to talk about um, and, and how that enriches their experience of life and I can wholeheartedly agree (laughs) with that Um, especially considering that yeah I mean the second series finished uh, two months ago already and yet the conversations still kind of crop up day to day either in my mind or within conversations that I'm having in person with people or referencing or saying oh like that episode would be really interesting for you to listen to considering what we're talking about um there's just so been so much richness shared through the conversations and with that theme of the second series being rewilding or reclaiming our wild creativity is how I like to kind of frame it I kind of considered that second series to be um that it would be that would be the focus just for that series, but I feel like there's so much more. It just it was it was like a drop in the ocean, as all these conversations are. Um, but there's definitely a lot more to say and a lot more conversations to have. And I think what it just affirmed to me over and over again, as a as a collection of conversations, is the the vast number of ways that creativity shows up in our lives, um, and that we have such a limited as a society we we tend to have a limited view of how you know how creativity can impact us and how creativity can heal us and how creativity shows up even if we don't think of ourselves as creative people so i'm going to share a few key takeaways that are still bubbling around in my mind um again this is not a Exhaustive list because there are other things, um, but this is what comes to mind today on in this moment in this solstice energy. One um is through the conversation with Vira Koya, which was the second episode of this second series. Um, was this real kind of like I've been definitely at a turning point this year of of finally claiming that role or that title of artist as being one of the things that I am like it's not a definitive um it's not all that I am and it it it's not the only way that I show up but I think as a as someone who was trained within design I was fearful of of taking that title um but I think it's been part of my journey this year to have many conversations with with people about how we yeah can take up more space <laughs> essentially and be be multiple things at once and hold multiple um roles and uh, and see the fullest picture of ourselves and i think that's that's a key yeah a key learning is that actually all the things that I've ever done have been I've been I've been the artist or the curator is another word that I like to use but yeah so the conversation with Vero who came more she came more from a design uh, sorry an artist perspective she she c- kind of came more from art and has has utilized design um and, and, and is stepping more into a and dancing with I would say I don't want to put words in Vero's mouth but um that dance between like how do we utilize design skills but still have it be an art and from an artistry point of view like a very much a heart-led a um yeah a practice that is honoring of the artist and their journey as much as the client and have having that kind of it be a collaboration rather than a uh, a commission as such, it's more of like how do we bring these two energies of people together, and what comes out of that of that kind of joining, rather than it being a kind of um power over or a sort of set of rules or a um a, just a, lit- a a literal asking of to do a specific thing, whereas I have come much more from the design world although I feel like I initially started as a child in the art world and then I went into design because it felt more safe as a structure and now I move more into, and again, still dance between the two, but definitely this year, 2023, has shown me how much art I have in me and that needs, is sort of bouncing to come through. So that conversation with Vero really helped me to recognise how how many of us and how we all are to some degree um, and I'll speak for myself but how I've always been dancing with this artistry this concept of being an artist um, but maybe it's just something that I didn't own until this point and was unable to own verbally within words um, but that's definitely changed so that's a huge a huge step a huge reflection point um, I loved with the conversation with Laura talking about bringing mental health into the equation because that's such um, something that I'm still, yeah, I'm, if, again, if I'm honest, wary to talk about or not wary, but aware of of what I feel safe to share and what I want to say. Um, but just the importance of what we talked about through our conversation in how beneficial practices and just getting getting finding a practice or finding something so simple and so easy but potentially repetitive potentially just doing the same thing over and over again practicing creating curves or just line work or something that just how much that can help with mental health and how much that can ricochet out through your day, through your life. Just these small steps, these small devotional practices for yourself. And it not be for anyone else, or not be for a job, not be for um, a deadline. It be just something that's purely for you, for your own well-being. That was big because I think, again, that's given me permission to, as I sort of step more into this artist world, um to really I do I have created some pieces that I feel are more for the collective and then there's some some where I've actually sat down and been like right well what do I what do I want to create what wants to come through me with sort of yeah my story at the forefront knowing that actually whatever is my story will be able you know people will pick that up and and why weave it into their own story it will reflect people's other people's stories as well but taking that out of the equation as the create as the creativity comes through because actually it's that that deep connection with self that's the most important and that feels like the, the where the healing occurs and that's I feel like what a lot of what we talked about in the conversation with Laura Edrelin which was the third um episode Oh, and then, I mean, gosh, the two episodes that I did with our academic sisters, so I had Dr. Sarah Bauman from the US, from Pittsburgh University, and then the last episode was with the medical cannabis team, Dr. Helen Beckett-Wilson and Dr. Lindsay Metcalf-McGrath from Liverpool John Moores University, and I think... Having that, you know, having the diversity of the work that I do with with them, with academic studies, alongside this kind of heart led art. Was so enriching and so kind of um, affirming to me at how connected they are, although on the on paper, they might seem like worlds apart to have an academic study and what could potentially be quite a prescriptive um set of requirements that are needed to create visual outputs for an academic study versus creating a piece of art that has no boundaries or or you know has no limitations but actually speaking to them and reflecting the the essence of these studies and how they are trying to delve deeper into stories to find the real root of things to hear people's voices to center marginalized people to hand the power back or to share the power to hand the power to people that need it so that we get to hear things um, that need to be heard and center themes that are currently not centered that Although, yes, they're quite different formats. The essence and the... Yeah, there's something <laughs> there's something deep within that that just really moved me because there's so much creativity in setting up a structure like that. And, and I, I know I talked to Daphne uh, within the medical cannabis um episode about that about how much creativity is needed to create a safe space and how that in itself is almost ceremonial it's almost ritualistic to create an environment where people feel safe to share their story Um, it's almost the same as what I've done for myself to now allow you know to now allow myself at the place that I am now to create this art that feels so personal and yet so important on a collective level although it's nuanced um, and although it's in very different ways there's something about the core of it that's the same and that was yeah that was powerful and yeah I will just say one more thing again this is not an exhaustive list (laughs) I would I could t- I could dissect each one of the episodes, but the other one would be talking to Heather Heather Loewena, who um is local to me, someone that I see um fairly regularly in my day to day life, and we talked about seeking pleasure as a form of activism and how again creating this relationship with ourselves with our own knowing of what brings us pleasure is so integral to a creative journey um into how we create a life that is fulfilling and nourishing and you know ours rather than what we're um sort of expected to do from an external point of view reflecting on the first series I want to acknowledge for myself how kind of groundbreaking that was because still in with hindsight looking back at there's a, there's a sense of cringeworthiness that I spent eight episodes talking about myself and my journey. And it maybe again, seems self-indulgent. Um, and within the context of releasing my good girl conditioning and my people pleasing, that was huge. That was a massive landmark in my journey, in my healing, in my kind of reclaiming and affirming to myself um, my space my importance in my own life that centering of self um, and yeah that actually again I think that those conversations and what I revealed to myself because each episode I was so surprised about what came out I would always come with a theme I would have some words journaled um, but I was always surprised about Some of the revelations that came through. And I think that's really curious because I journal quite a lot, but I think recording podcasts and recording voice is a different medium. Well, it is a different medium. I don't think that. (laughs) I know it's a different medium. And the surprise is more that the outcome and what is revealed can be quite different, although it may be really quite subtle and. Hidden to the out to an outsider, for me on a personal level, there was a lot of kind of clarity and little aha moments, and I definitely feel like those were key in my reclamation of myself as an artist this year. And yeah, I guess it's important here to say so. So I only started doing linocut work this year. In, I did my first ever workshop in May and I now just spent my Christmas, sort of build up to Christmas, selling my artwork in markets and it wasn't just my liner cut work, it was my hand-drawn illustrations, um, Kumari's adventure with her moon cycle, it was the moon phase goddess card, so there's a whole plethora of things that I have created over time that I was selling but a majority was or is and is my liner cut work. Which feels so humbling and um special to have started this year off not expecting to end it um by being in these incredible nourishing spaces, markets where people stopped for sometimes you know twenty thirty minutes to have conversations, really moving conversations, sharing really important things um and on that note, I do need to update my website. <laughs> that is one of my January jobs, so I will when when we start the third series, I will give an update about that. Um, but on my on the website, there will be more of reference to the work that I now do, the sort of the balance of work that I now do, um, which is more artistry. And I have my Etsy shop, which um, you can find through my Instagram. Bio, and I think I will put it on the bottom of this, um, the show notes for this episode too. But do follow me on social media because I do share a lot of my process around linocut. My handle at Sophie Malafan is where I'm sharing the majority of of it's mostly linocut work that I share on there. And I just what I love and what I've said to someone recently is how actually happy I am that I didn't discover this medium. Um, earlier in my career or or at a younger age because I wouldn't have had the content although I might have loved the medium I wouldn't have had the content and the life experience and the inspiration that I now have and what is flowing through through sketches which then some of them are very obviously that they need to become liner cuts and um to see how these lino cuts move me as they come through. And the process is so, because you have to create it multiple times um, to even get to the point where you can carve the lino cut design. But then also you're obviously, when you're printing it, you're meeting it each time you print it and seeing how each print is slightly different and the ink kind of relates to the paper in a different way and the texture of the paper makes a huge difference too. So there's so many influences that change the energy Of a single piece Um, and each of my pieces has a meaning to me as well as it as well as with other people for other people and then to see how people relate to these pieces to see how moved people are and how people are drawn to certain pieces and they can't necessarily explain why but they know that they need it in their life or in their home um, or as a kind of gift for someone that they they really kind of see it as a has a deep connection with a person that they know. That's really amazing and incredibly moving. Um, and it is something that I've experienced through design as well, through through working closely with clients and seeing how moved they can be by um, seeing their journey and their story re- represented through art. Um, and I think what I've experienced through doing the markets is slightly different because It's something that I've created without someone's, without someone's story. And yet it's coming through my story and it's still, you know, it's still resonating hard with people. So I think in a way, what this art journey so far, and it's still, you know, there's still (laughs) not even that it's early days. I can't even say that because this has been coming for a very long time and all of the, the inspiration has been over decades really. But I think the difference is that it kind of emphasizes that the thread that connects us all, that I can create something that's purely from my story, from my experience of life. And yet someone who has no idea about my story and no um, day-to-day connection with me as a human can still relate and does still relate so closely with it again, that for me has emphasised that connection, that thread. Riffing off that reference to connection, of course, I have to mention that I am also going to be holding a retreat next year, which I alluded to in my podcasts uh, while I was in Greece um, in the second series. But it is all confirmed. It's all booked. Um, You can find the information on my website. There is a link within my bio on my social media. And I'll also put a link to, in the show notes here. It's called the Wild Creativity Retreat. It will be held um, as we're going to create a village within a village in Greece, in on the island of Ithaca, uh, in a village called Keone on the north of the island, somewhere that I have been now three times um, and somewhere that has brought me immense healing, immense creative permission. <laughs> and somewhere that I have found a lot of inspiration um, and also made a lot of connections and a lot of the people that I know there are going to be in some way included and part of the retreat Um, so I'm super excited about it already four spaces have been booked there are still two to three spaces remaining and if you find that it already has sold out please do still get in touch with me because I would love to know if that is the case because It is something that I want to hold more of and there may be also retreats in the UK as well as in Greece and maybe other parts of the world. I just think that there's so much that has been revealed within this year around the need and the possibility, the potential within connecting to our wild creativity and just creating spaces for our wild creativity to thrive and flourish and a lot of that within the retreat will look like rest will look like yoga nidra and um, quiet walks in nature long nourishing meals spaces where we can share sharing circles as well as the creative workshops that we're going to be holding so it's not it's not about you know again controlled creativity about controlled um, environments where there's a task to do or something that you must achieve it's really about removing any kind of um, need to achieve and seeing what comes through in that space of permission to just be and it might be that within the retreat space nothing comes through and there's no there's no pressure to create anything Um, and that is also (laughs) ironically in this day and age is also a creation. To do nothing is a creation. So yes, I want to put that out there. I'm so excited to have launched this offer, this retreat, because it's something that I'm so passionate about and has been such an integral part of my own journey and what I recognise to be that travel, you know, being in different environments and finding spaces that feel very nourishing and, and safe and caring is such um, an important part of this this reclaiming, and so I'm super excited to share to share this environment with a group of a group of people. Yeah, so please do get in touch if you've got any questions about it, and I can answer any more inquiries. Oh, okay, so yeah, just to reiterate, happy solstice, happy festive season. May your festive break be nourishing and filled with opportunities for those little reclamation moments reclamation moments that help to connect with your world creativity your inner knowing your innate wisdom and look out in the new year I will be updating as to when and what format and how the third series will be coming back the Firefly Creatrix will be back for a third series as mentioned, I will also be updating my website, so I will put shout, put some shout-outs for that on social media and probably th- through the podcast as well. And yeah, the retreat, check it out. And of course, there will be more markets uh, where I'll be sharing and selling my beautiful pieces of art. Very much heart-led, very special to me. Um, and also another thing, just putting it out there into the ether anyone who is Colchester based, I will be holding some in-person spaces, possibly online too. Um, Do let me know if that would be of interest to you to hold some online spaces. But the in-person would be, I'm calling them kind of ceremonial creativity spaces where we we kind of come again, as I mentioned about the retreat, come into kind of community space, come into deep rest to release as much as we can of our conditioning and then tap into our wild creativity and inquire as to what needs to, and wants to be expressed and come through. They will be based around the medium of liner cut, but it will be broken down into different sessions. So if you're interested in different parts of the process, you can join just one part or you can join multiple. I will be revealing more in the new year. In the meantime, world creative love to you all.